Hello everyone, this is Carmen. I'm Moises. Welcome to Yoga Burn. Yoga Burn. So the title of today's podcast is... It tickles. Is, is the nervous system. And <laughs> it tickles. <laughs> All right, because this is something, I mean, it's... I think this is one of those things that now people talk about it much more, much than, more than, before. than before. And I feel like you have been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, you know, I, I, I run into it or I, I don't know if I run into it because I was trying to recover my shoulder and nothing was kind of working. So right. The, there's a technique that is based on, the, on readjusting the nervous system. It's called Feldenkrais. That I really, really, really like. But the, um, so just an introduction, right? So for right. everybody, it says the nervous system, nervous system. And then I get into the field in Christ, right? I'm being super professional today. <laughs> for, so a cha- for a change. Half change. I mean, because I like this subject a lot. Yeah. That's why. I mean, so you have the, like the central nervous system, right? Like the nervous, like the, like the, all the senses, like the eyes and the nose and the tongue and the skin and the, like the, all the senses, right? And you have the nerves that, that they get the input into the brain. Brain decides what the heck happened and actually makes the, the body react. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, secretes this and that and adjusts and uh, all cycles. and da, da, da. So it sends out impulses to get the body, the organs to do certain things. But also it can get the muscles to react right, to get course. tense or not or to prepare or to like... So there is a a function of input, like the nerves get the data into the brain. Right, yes. The brain decides what to do based on the organ sense data. And then it sends back the instructions on what to do, right? Like the, the idea of your, the will, like a, I want to move and step forward, right? Exactly how that intention is a bit metaphysical to, to be completely honest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, true, true. I mean, how do yeah. you, like somehow... The, the brain is able to interpret, the nervous system is able to interpret will. Your will is to move forward. Your will is to raise the hand, to raise the arm. You know what I mean? So the senses is one of the inputs and the brain, the nervous system gets the action done. Your will is another input. Right. Which is very interesting. Yeah. And then the, ner- the brain, the nervous system gets the action done. But another third input, which I think is very interesting, is pain. Pain itself is like another organ, another sense, like the sixth sense or something. I mean, not really, but it's the sixth sense is like the intuition. So the seventh sense <laughs> is pain. It's the pain. seventh sense is pain. So your body feels pain. It's not the organ. I mean, the muscle is hurting or there's something in the bones or something, whatever is hurting. It gets to the brain. And the brain sends instructions for the body to react. Right. It is the exact same mechanism, whether it's the senses, will, or pain, <laughs> which is freaking fascinating. Don't tell me it's not. No, I mean, I'm thinking there's some people that may not feel pain. You know, there's a few cases of... Well, that know, is a condition. It's, it's, it's a condition. It's a condition. It's a very dangerous condition. It's a very dangerous condition. Because pain is very, it's very, just, very good. It, it's actually very useful. It's actually very useful. Yeah, it's, so, it's true. Like so, I, I always, I always say that when I, because I have a very high tolerance for for pain, but also, um, you know, my hip openers, I have 
hurt myself much more in hip openers because I am very limber, sometimes too loose, especially in the knees. And then while I practice that, I wouldn't feel anything. And then the next day, the next morning or the next day it's yeah. just I cannot walk or, like you know, that. it's happened a few times, right? Whereas when, it, when it's back bends, for instance, you feel the restrictions right away or I feel the restrictions. So then it, you're dealing with a different kind of, um, you know, ability and pain threshold and everything and, uh, you know, or discomfort. And so I know that I'm going to be safer usually because pain is there uh-huh. just, just tell me no no this is not so yeah it's definitely very useful but yeah sorry that's this this was very this is very, intro. This is very interesting yeah but because then you have the the i mean so the that conversation exactly how that works i'm not gonna i don't know enough i mean i think it's fascinating but i didn't get into that part what I got more into that i like the more most because of the field and christ part is the auto autonomous nervous system mm-hmm. the bit that works on its own i guess is uh, being the autonomous on its own and there's right. no sense in sense out it's just like a so you have the automatic automatic almost. or whatever right the sympathetic state or sympathetic system and parasympathetic state or parasympathetic mm-hmm. system right and that one like either keep actually it keeps you alive one or two ways right so the sympathetic keeps you alive by protecting you from a threat like uh, you're in the jungle because I, I don't know we always go back to our ancestors yeah the keto diet because they ate whatever right so the same idea the, our ancestors were in the jungle and the tiger comes up and your nervous system goes ah! and runs yeah right so it's I the mean, fight, now, the now, now it's a different kind of threat. But, the keto you know, is a threat? No, I oh. mean, I mean not the, you know, the, the tiger, the lion yeah. or something, is not, that's not the threat. But you definitely, your sympathetic nervous system, they, they, it feels that yeah. as a, whatever it is, whether it's an email or, you know, or something that, mm-hmm. that you've received and you're like, oh, it's a threat. So, so, I mean, so there's a mechanism to get your body into fight or flight status right. or mode. Right, yes, and for sure. It is the threat idea, right? In that threat state, your body is programmed to survive. So the, the systems that are not associated with survival are turned off, down. One of them is a digestive system, right? So when you are stressed out, you're not hungry, right? When you're super stressed out, you don't go to the toilet, right? So the in also and the usefulness is that it will keep you alive in a situation of threat. The problem we are having in modern society is that things that we associate psychologically with threat, like uh, I don't know, I'm gonna be late for work. Right. This uh, thing may not work in my life. This project may not go through. Or, oh my God, my boyfriend is going to leave me. Or, I don't know, right? So, things that are not really life-threatening, but they are psychologically threatening or stressful. Right, yes. Can get your body into that state. Yeah. So, then your systems start not working because they are programmed not to be engaged because you're supposed to be surviving. So, you, by stressing the heck out, you get your nervous, your autonomous nervous system into sympathetic mode. Right. And then all goes... I mean, you can, if you stay there for a long time, it's not healthy. Basically, it's not healthy. Right. So, 
the the one thing, maybe the meditation part is what it actually also. In one of her books that I that I read, uh, I don't know which one, but it, it it just it said that just remember that the the body is always listening, and to me that was like nice. it's exactly it's exact that's exactly what it, it is. I mean, it, it's exactly it. So it's it's always whether you are looking at your phone and just the inputs that you get from your phone or eating a salad or just taking a walk or driving in your car or at work your body is always listening to what paying is attention to paying attention and so whatever inputs you know it receives then it's just absorbing that you go into a spa it's absorbing that mm. whatever you know and just you get a massage you'll get your, your mm. face it's like you get you it's you practice in you know receives that it just It's always, always, not sometimes, obviously, you know, it's also reacting or, or giving you a response or thinking about at work or something. But on top of that, also, it's all in the background. It's always listening to everything that you're that nice. doing, saying, perceiving, reading, smelling, everything all the time, nonstop. So I just... So when you don't talk nice to yourself, that's also listening. Yeah. It's also listening, yes, yes, yes. So you should be nice to yourself? You have to, you have to. It's important. For your nervous system's sake. Exactly, exactly. Because it's always listening, it's always listening, you know. But That's nice. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, what no, no, no. I'm saying. It's awesome. The, so what you want to do for more than reason one is get out of that sympathetic mode, like the, the survival mode, the fight or flight, right? You, the parasympathetic It's the, I have heard or I have seen it like as um, rest. feed and uh, rest. feed and breed or uh, rest, rest and digest. And digest. Yes. Right? So it's the, the mode where your body can recover, basically. Right. And uh, the breed, meaning the sexual systems in the, in the body start working again. Like uh, the sexual system shuts down, the digestive system shuts down, like the non- Essential systems for survival shut down when you go into a sympathetic mode. So the parasympathetic mode allows all the systems in the body to actually engage. Right? Mm -hmm. So are you, and that is much more healthy and you want to recover and you want to, because it takes very no time to go into sympathetic mode. It takes a while to go back to parasympathetic mode. Yeah. So when you come back from work and it's been a horrible day and da, 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 I'm going to take a bath. I mean, do it with the intention of relaxing, like really, like calming down. Right, the, yes. Like letting or like somehow signaling to your brain that you can switch modes, that it's safe to switch modes. I know that you switch modes in the morning, having breakfast, uh, in, with, like together, two, two of us, just having breakfast, just chatting, your body gets into... And I, and I wake up like already yeah. fired up or, yeah, I mean, or what? No, I mean, because when you wake up, you do the, the, all the massage things and the balls and the, the recovery or the, all that stuff. Yeah. And then you go and look at the like uh, Instagram, make sure that you have answered all the in, in messages and stuff like that. Or, um, no, look or, at email, emails, or emails like, and so all so that. You, yeah. So make sure that all the things are kind of done. Because I mean, even on our schedule right now, right? That is how we, we, we function. And usually then we have breakfast, right? And that is the time that the phone goes away, that everything goes away, which is chatting, da, 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 and it's like a little bit of a laid-back moment, right? Yeah. 
your I know that your system takes that experience, I guess, right, as a reset, go to parasympathetic mode. We're not having, to, no recovering. Like a, you can come out of breakfast with a little smile and go back to work again, or we start the day, or whatever that is. So that's why I like it so much because I I, lo I always look forward to that moment. Like oh, like morning breakfast, I love it. And yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. I think it's very useful if you can pull off an event, an experience, a situation, an activity, a habit that gets your nervous system into parasympathetic mode, <laughs> whatever that is. I mean, you yeah. can go dancing, you can go to the movies, you can cook, you can garden, you can take a bath, you can listen to music, you can, whatever that is. But something that you know that is it's it's getting you into that parasympathetic mode. Right, like yes, a, yeah. Mm -hmm. Seeing that, you know, a very good way of seeing it, sorry to be like, but seeing that your digestive system works well in that situation or in that area or that time of the day, like a, you can go to the bathroom easily. Something as weird as that, right? The digestive system is going to close when it goes to sympathetic mode. So if you do something that relaxes you so much that when you finish, like, mm, I have to poo. I mean, it's, it's so silly. It's so like silly. But it is the, your body saying, I'm relaxed. Like the, the, the rest mm -hmm. and digest. Yeah, no, no, right? it's true. So yeah. <clears throat> the, you have no belly aches, right? The food actually feels well when you, when you eat it. Like the digestive system is a very good mechanism to see if you have been able to switch into the parasympathetic mode. And all that conversation was to get to the parasympathetic mode. Okay. Because that is where Feldenkrais works. You cannot reprogram the nervous system if you're in sympathetic mode if you are in stress fight or flight if you have pain of any kind the brain again it's another sense another organ right so the brain is going to be paying attention to the pain readjusting the body to act to solve to solve the pain or to correct the pain or to reduce the pain or to whatever that is so if pain is coming in You cannot get the nervous system into a learning mode. If you're in, in sympathetic mode, like all stressed out, you cannot get into learning mode, into reprogram mode. You, you don't have cycles to reprogram or to spare or to say, I'm going to do things differently now. You're running from a tiger. Run however you know how to run right now. You cannot look for a, a, the best stride. And when you, run, yeah. you cannot reprogram <laughs> your, your, you know, like yeah. your jumps or your, your running. You are running to save your life. So, step number one, you must get into parasympathetic mode. If you don't get there, this cannot work. So, let's say that you're doing a physical activity, for instance. Like you're, I don't know, you're doing a stretch that is, or a backbend or a pose that is very challenging. And I can see that, that like, you know, obviously you want uh, your students to relax and... Uh, to take deep breaths and, you know, to not feel overwhelmed by it and tone the, the asana down so that it's not that challenging and you have a better chance of understanding, uh, you know, how it works, how it works for your body and how your body reacts to it. What kind of limitations do you feel in your body for this asana? But if you're doing something like a balancing pose, like a handstand, right? Because I always get this question mm -hmm. all the time, all right? So then... Um, 
handstands, like, you know, for many people in the middle of a, in the middle of a room, is a fight or flight situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and handstands are a lot about repetition. So, I mean, how do you yep. reconcile this? Yep ideas that I want to do a handstand in the middle of a room, but I'm afraid, so I shouldn't do it. But if I do it at the wall, I can, I'm okay. But then I would never do it in the middle of a room. I would never do it in the middle of a room. What, what do, what, what, what do I do? Right. Fantastic question. (laughs) Actually, there's more than one piece there because the, I'm going to go back to the Feldenkrais again and the reprogramming the nervous system. When we do yoga, when you do asana, right? When you do an asana, the asana is focused on stretching or engaging a certain piece of the body, a certain part of the body. Right. It's a forward bend, it's a back bend, it's a twist, it's a split, it's a, you know? So right. there are pieces of the body that are more engaged than others very clearly. Right. And uh, in a function, it's as a stretching function or as a strengthening function or it's a fighting for balance kind of function, right? When you do the reprogramming the nervous system, you are trying to do it in the easiest way possible, and you're thinking more of movement. Like, how can you get your body to move in the simplest, most efficient, natural way? And one of the goals of uh, the Feldenkrais is engage as many muscles as you can. Let the big muscles do the big movements, small muscles do small movements, but if you lift your finger up and down, can your belly help you lift your finger? That would be the question that you want to ask yourself, right? Can you, how can this be done more easily? The idea of you have to fight, 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 fight to actually get anything done or fight or learn anything. It's, it's not, it doesn't work with Elden Christ. If, because the, the fight, 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 fear, 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 no pain, no gain, crap, right? Yeah. Get your nervous system into a non-learning op- at all. So in order to learn, you need to be in parasympathetic, which is way more associated with play. Yeah. Play and movement. Mm-hmm. So it is not so much because the, of course, as we, as we know, because we make a living out of it, yoga has a very, very good goal or purpose or it, possibility of getting your body more limber, more strong, more balanced, like more complete, more. They, they have a very good word, which is organization. Like you want your body organized. Why do you have a very good word? In, 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 in Feldenkrais. In, in Feldenkrais. They organize. You want to organize the body. You want to organize so the right muscle does the right thing, right? That is a very good word to translate into yoga as well. Because right? mm-hmm. you, when you say, when you talk about alignment, but then when you talk about how to do the technique of doing this pose, like, what are you engaging? What are you paying attention to yeah. when you do the pose? Mm-hmm. Like, organizing the mindset, the body, the intention. That is a, is a very good word that they have, I think, both disciplines in common, which is right. very nice. Yeah. But in Feldenkrais, you're the ideas of Feldenkrais. Because I, I think that his ideas are more interesting than the techniques themselves. I mean, the, how he approached the... And actually, a lot of body work, like, after him, because he was... I mean, when was he alive? In the yeah, 60s, 70s? 70-something, I think he died. And um, so his ideas are definitely have paved into a lot of the work, uh, the functional range of motion and FRM and a lot of the things that are 
being taught these days, it just you can trace that back to to, 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 to that guy. Def- definitely. Absolutely. Well, to Feldenkrais, Christ. So there's, there's no doubt. Um, sorry, well, what, what were you saying that... So the, if you want to get... The, the one thing is the, the psychological part of the fear, the psychological part of getting your nervous system into the right mindset, right? Right. You must figure out how to do handstand in the middle of the room as a game. However that is, step by step, little by little, like fall a little bit, like uh, start going up the wall and learning to fall a little bit in a way that is not scary, that is not scary, that is not scary, that is more playful than scary, more playful than scary. If you're lucky enough to find somebody that actually can help you in a way that is more playful than scary. Right. Uh, you know, so that, that is the idea. If you can keep the mindset, again, so now is the mindset of playfulness what keeps the nervous system in the state you want. The nervous system is the, the point of contact between your mind, your intention, your will, and your body. It's fascinating. It's like that right there. It's like a mystical thing. Yeah. In it's, the, it's very true. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's freaking amazing. Right? And then the, another beautiful thing is that Feldenkrais would say that the body is designed to move. If you stand, which is kind of interesting, if you stand still, you see three triangles upside down. From the feet together to the hips, one triangle. From the base of the spine to the shoulders, second triangle. And the head, one point of contact with the neck to a big ball on top, another triangle. So it is very hard to actually keep your balance, to stay completely still. Staying completely still is much harder than walking. And being able to move your center of gravity and... uh, you mean physically then? Physically. Not, not just people that are like, I am so restless, I cannot be still. No, no, you, no. I mean you, like mean, you mean like the physical action of walking. The physicality of it because of yeah. the, you know, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, the, st- the, you stand The still. triangles and all yeah, that. You, you it's stay. very difficult or it takes more energy yes. to It's harder to, to keep it. I mean, stay completely still than to walk, yep. for instance. Okay. I mean, if you say like, stay, stand, stand still, get up, stay, get standing and stand still. It's going to be very hard to be completely steady is swaying a little bit is going to be a more much more natural thing to do for the body than staying completely still right uh-huh interesting the funny thing is that when you go upside down in uh, in handstands you're inverting the triangles so they should it should be so there's there's a there's a well, plus. handstand no because i'm balancing yeah. on my hands that is the problem but the triangles are for you i mean the triangles are just now to your advantage but the fact that your shoulders are not as strong as your hips or the arms as strong as your legs is the, the problem. The problem is that the arms are not as strong as, as, as the, the legs. And also they're not used to, they don't have the training. I yep. mean, I don't spend so many hours a day practicing yep. you know, my handstand as I do standing up. So. I do stand up more than handstand every day, yes. So, yeah, sometimes I do 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> But but headstand yeah headstand then yes no <clears throat> yeah exactly all the three triangles would be upside down <coughs> yeah right? then the so the that parasympathetic kind of mode the one that is like ready to learn right you have to, you need a couple of conditions one was you need repetition you need to give your nervous system your brain enough data to be able to make decisions. So 
your it the Feldenkrais is not like a set of moves. You know, like a, when you do this move this way and you put your ankle here and your elbow here and your neck there, this is a Feldenkrais exercise. That is, the Feldenkrais exercise is the way you do the move. Any move, any move, any of them, any, can be a Feldenkrais move. Because it's the, it's the way you do it. So right. you want repetitions as independent, clean, ideally as conscious as possible but I don't think that the consciousness is very very important because one of the things that uh, he did when he was alive he worked with these kids that uh, have cere cerebral palsy, palsy yeah. so the problem with cerebral palsy is that the, the kid cannot move consistently so it's very hard for them to walk and to move and, uh, because the, the body was never able to repeat the move, the same move in a consistent way so the brain could actually create a rule on how to move. Right. So based on this condition, this idea, he would work with these kids and he would get a move, a normal move, like falling sideways. Whoops, I'm putting... So you're falling sideways and you put the hand to prevent you from falling sideways. And you would that 20 times. You would do that 20 times, 30 times, 50 times. Falling sideways, you mean si sitting down? Or yeah, you're sitting down, or, okay, or, and he gets a little or, kid. But not, not standing. No, not, not standing. I mean, something standing. simple, something. So the kid was, like I said, this, this one I saw on a, on a video on YouTube. So the kid was just sitting down, like a little uh, bed, like a massage bed thing, more or less, right? So the, he would sit the little kid down and make him, like, tilt sideways to put the forearm on the ground and then stand him up again to the floor and up, or to the, sorry, to the, the side, to the bed, and up, enough times. And then by the end of the session, he was articulating his hands better. <laughs> it was not even funny. It was like, wow. So, the, his, again, his principle was getting to this playful mode, giving up repetitions, and then you must be able to make mistakes. So, being afraid of being mistakes, of making mistakes, psychologically gets you into the sympathetic mode, into the, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die yeah. or something, right? So be the ability, the permission, giving yourself permission to make a mistake allows you to try. So the way that you are moving today, it may hurt your shoulder. You have, may have a little click in the shoulder, a click in the, in the ankle, a click in the knee, a click in here, click, 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 right? This, for yogis, the click, 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 clicks are very good. Feldenkrais is very good for the clicks. So, because also, nothing takes away the clicks. Nothing takes away the clicks because they are there because how your body moves all the time. So, you keep making the click stay forever. I mean, you perpetuate the click right. in the body. So, by the way that the click goes away is if you move differently. But if you thought that that different move was the correct move, you would already be doing it. Yeah. So what you're doing is something else that you deem correct when the movement that would take the click away is deemed as a mistake today. So the solution to your problem... Or, or it hasn't occurred to you, hasn't occurred perhaps. To you. perhaps Either, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it hasn't occurred to you to do that because in your head it's like... Because it's not worth it, or, or maybe well, they don't even like that I, I, I already right? know how to do it. Like, why would I want to learn how oh, to move my shoulder or mm -hmm. my arm differently if I already know how to do it? So I don't want to learn another way. So doing way. it differently is not as right as I'm doing it now. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. So that is that is where you must allow yourself to explore. Yeah. I see. So that's 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 so wise. I mean, it's it just, is, it was amazing. It defi- it's definitely and it's absolutely. Even when when I teach, like all the time, even back when I would always say, just experiment with it and and have fun. Like enjoy, fall. You're at the wall. Just you're safe. You know. Just who cares? Nobody's watching you because everybody's practicing. And I make sure that everybody is doing something. Something. For them, they're not. Nobody is going to be sitting down and taking notes. Oh, this person is so terrible. And this <laughs> this girl in the blue pants so terrible. And not, nobody's going to be doing any of that because everybody is worried about themselves and just doing their own thing. And it's it it makes such a huge huge difference. You're you're right. Like that, taking the pressure off performing or or doing it well or or something. Yeah. So you did that already intuitively. Yeah, I, th- I think I, th- I think so. Especially the what of the wall. Especially like you know for inversions, for instance, or or uh, and also like even back when before you know the whole nervous system was just so like in vogue and everybody was talking about it. So many times, like I would when I was trying, for instance, to do a forearm balance or a handstand, or I would try to do it like one, two, three, twenty, thirty, a hundred times that that day. And when something, when I had a good rep, a good repetition, a good, you know, execution, I would come out and try to analyze so much. Okay, what, what is it? What, what, happened? what happened? I mean, it's like I never got excited from doing it. I was kind of worried, like, okay, what did I do? Like, <laughs> I, need, I need this. Like, I'm stressed out because I need to know what I did right. You know, I'm not even enjoying <laughs> that I did it like, woohoo. It's like, okay, what happened here? Was so it my arms? Was it my shoulders? Was it my what, belly? Was it my butt? Was what, it my what happened? What I, I need I to understand exactly what happened so I can replicate it again and again and again so that it's just, it stays with me, you know. And in, in some moves more than others, that takes an enormous amount of repetition, yeah. you know. It just takes a long time to... To repeat, and something like, for instance, handstands. The the older you start to do them, um, I mean, if you've been doing handstands since you were seven, since you were since you're seven years old, then there's it's some it's more in, in, ingrained in your nervous system. It's more natural. You're less afraid, of course. You, of you never got afraid ever. You probably Basically, never 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 got never afraid, got afraid right? Once. But if you start your handstands like, when you're 35, you may be more afraid. It's for instance, right? Yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, because a lot of people and come in my classes and like, like you know, I'm in my 30s, in my 40s, mm-hmm. and my 50s, mm-hmm. uh, even beyond. And it's like, I've never done a handstand. I would like to do it. And I'm like, it's it's possible. But, you know, there's just all these things that are, you have to be aware of, you know, that, that it, it may, uh, you have to be really consistent, basically. One thing that it says, and tell me if that would work or not, because I mean, the handstand, I think, is a very nice example again. Because you first you're trying to be still, which is hard for the body. Right. You're trying to do it with no pain. I mean, if you can actually get all the bones stacked up and do the least amount of effort because it's hard enough, you cannot also add a, a not optimal line to actually have to work even harder, right? Yeah. So the, the more streamlined you can actually pull it off, the better, right? So the one thing that Feldenkrais says is think about bones, bones and intention. So don't think of muscles. Don't think of 
uh, I have to pull in this muscle or have to do like a project the shoulder, for example, right? So project the shoulder, stretch the shoulder out away from you and think of the actions that the bones would do, right? And let the body, let the brain, let the nervous system decide what to engage. What with the muscles you have in your body at that time, what muscles you have to engage. Right? So think of pressing against the ground, like the intention of pressing against the ground, yeah. the intention of projecting. Actually, the exception would be like tuck the belly button in. Because, I mean, it's not really a muscle, right? So you have the intention of tucking the belly button in, but it's not really a bone. But so it's, it's bones no. and belly button. No, but, a bone you, in the belly but button. you have the intention of closing your ribs. The intention of, yes. Closing the ribs, you know. Like but you don't think of which muscles to engage. It's the intention of doing those things with uh, yeah. the skeleton. I but mean. it's like, you know, if your ribs are, you know, like this blinds or something and you want to close them, you know, you you, you, you let the body decide which muscles to engage. Your intercostals, your abdomen, uh, you know, some people feel it more in their intercostals, some people feel it more in their upper abs, lower abs, etc. I I find when I do it, when I try to do that, I, I find like my brain is always trying to also orchestrate a little bit like the plan. Okay, like we're going to push more, like elevate more the shoulders and the scapulas and all that. Okay, so then let's just go activate more, you know, don't use so much upper traps. And, and I'm like, you know, and just uh, tuck a little bit more, engage QL or engage low abdominal, so engage this or engage in a costal. So my body's already trying to... Do you to like to point the, the muscles? Point out, point out, okay, let's just do that. Careful not to tuck too much, not too much heat flexors and, you know, and just point the toes and really engage your calves. And I don't know, it's just like so many, so many things. And, and sometimes I'm like, ah, you figure, it, you figure, it you, out. You figure <laughs> out how to do it. You figure it out. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You do it, you know. That is more filled than Christ. Like you have the intention of, I mean, you, you want the intention of standing upside down, but the intention of projecting the shoulders, like pressing on the ground, project the shoulders out away from you as a technique, right? So don't focus on the objective. Don't yeah. focus on staying upside down or staying in balance. Yeah. If, you stay, if you focus on the objective, you will get worse results than if you focus on the process. So focus on the technique, on the process, on the steps you have to take, what you have to pay attention to for the thing to happen. But don't focus on what has to happen or yeah. what you want to happen. Same thing, like for like we're talking about hands, but same thing like for back bends, right? So some people are like, I need to attach my feet to my head, the feet to my head in Scorpion. Very bad idea. Very bad idea. I need to, or or when I pull in a capada, I need to bring my foot all the way to my head, and I'm like, for what? No. I mean, for for what? Back bends is a very good example. And it, it's like, okay. Are you feeling pain? Like, yeah, my shoulder. I'm like, then why would you were you in the pose? You know, it just yeah. you you can use a strap if you're doing that those kind of back bends, for instance. You can do, you know, you can always tone many in many of them. You know, in many many cases you can tone them down somehow, or the teacher can tell you how to tone them down, and then you adapt this so that you can continue to connect with your, with your thoracic or hip flexors or whatever part of your body you feel like, oh, this is very tight or more limited or, or weaker or something I, need, I, I feel I need to work on instead of focusing on the last pose or how it should look. Yeah. But it's just so easy to get distracted by that or tempted mm -hmm. and just say, 
okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to strengthen my lower back and I need to open more my thoracic, but I also want to touch my foot to my head, you know, so uh, screw that, you know. And so it's just, it's this balance. It's just so, so difficult to walk that path of, mm-hmm. you know, just go for sensations and for what's happening in your body rather than how it's going to look. But it's more also technique. So it's like, I'm going to go in. Yeah. I'm going to do a back bend. I'm going to gra- grab my foot. I'm going to grab my foot in the, in the back bend, right? And uh, any price, I'm going to pay any price to grab the foot. So whatever you're weaker is going to go there, right? The neck, the shoulder, the lower back, the whatever is yeah. the hip flexor, whatever. If you focus on technique, you say, I'm going to open my chest. I'm going to try to get my upper body like a two arch more i'm going to create space on my shoulder projecting it out i'm going to like work on my hip flexor and you just focus on each part of the back bend trying to apply the correct technique to each part of the back bend and then let's see if you grab the foot or not experience says that you actually will actually go further and you will have a way smaller chance of uh, injuring yourself than if you just go for the foot right so the the not knowing yogi goes for the result. I want the foot. I want the leg here. I want the handstand. I want the yeah. I want the splits. I want to lift up. I want to. I want to the result. 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 Somebody that has spent a little bit more time would focus on the technique. How do I have to engage my body and each part of my body and hopefully in the right order to actually create the right conditions that could get me to the objective and experience says that you will be closer to the objective and in a safer way than if you do the just go for the result that is very felt in christ too yeah like a focus on the steps focus on the technique that you have to follow don't worry about the objective actually working like focusing on technique and on objectives improves performance those are his words so is that that's very related to yoga too. Yes, absolutely. When you were talking about when you said clean repetitions, yeah. What what do you mean by that? Clean so like clean, like not distracted in the mind independent. Or, 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 clean, or clean independent. So you go What does what does that mean? Independent from each other? Yeah, like each yeah, repetition? Yeah, so you go into a handstand, right? You jump into a handstand, you come down and then you jump again, and you come down, and you jump again, and you come down, and you jump again. Those are, to some extent, continuous ones, one related to the other. You want to jump up, come down, reset. Take one breath, reset to state zero. Jump again, come down, reset, step zero. Get the body into a neutral state again, and then go do it. So then the repetitions are comparable to each other. And then the brain will actually be able to get more information. Because if you go up and down, up and down, up and down becomes the exercise. And now you're not, the nervous system is not trying to program you on how to get to handstand. It's programming you into going up and down, up and down, up and down. Whatever yeah. you give it. It's, it's, it's funny because uh, many times like I do you know, these sets of 10, like 10 different kinds of... Uh, you know, 10 times jumping into tuck, 10 times jumping into straddle, and then handstand, 10, 10 times from tuck to handstand, like that. And the first time is the most difficult, 
But then it's like you get into a groove and you're like, poop, 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 poop. You just poop. And I almost, as soon as, I don't know how it might, sometimes it takes me a few tries to just nail the first one. But as soon as I nail that first one, I rarely fail the other nine. You know, it's, I rarely, like it just, if I, if I fail it's because I'm tired or I just, you know, I've been doing so many, but it's amazing. It's, it really is like, it's a boom, 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 boom. And I just up, up and down, up and down. Or you kick with one leg and then the other, cause that's one of the hardest ways to jump in a handstand. Cause it's just, it's just, there's so many variables that it's for everybody. It's just the hardest way, right? It, it seems like it's so the easiest, but you kick with one leg, you kick with the other, find your handstand. All right. So the first one you're like, ah. but then once you find it, then he's like, poop, poop, poop. And you just kick up. And then other leg, kick up, other leg, kick up, kick up. And it's, it's always, always like... repeat the movement. The nervous the... system recognizes the exact same pattern. And, so, and sometimes I stop and I, and I do that. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop. And I need to just walk it off for a moment. So I don't have that pattern. You know, I don't have that rhythm. And then I distract my rhythm. And then I try to go back at it. And many times I fail... That, Fa is a, fail that is a clean repetition. If fail again to, the first one, and then again, like, I nail, I'm like, shit. You no, know? but I mean, if you want, if you're practicing. Sometimes, I mean, many times I nail it, but it's like, but it's not always. It's not always. If you want to learn to jump and stay at the first jump, right. you must jump, see if you stay, come down, and get up again. Right. And reset. And then do it again. You just need a breath or two to reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But every single repetition must be from scratch. If you want the nervous system to teach you or to identify the way for you to jump and stay at the first jump. Yeah. You cannot do repetitions. Bum, it's bum, true. bum, bum. It's true. It's, the, it's a different process. It's true. It's a different I mean, process. Sometimes you, you do the repetitions sometimes, uh, I mean, to condition, to condition, yeah, right? Yeah, to yeah, condition yeah. the body in, 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 a, in everything. So it's, but, so that's, that's what, why I would do like so fast, like so many boo, 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 boo. And then I change leg position. I, I, I just jump tuck or jump bike or whatever. But then a few minutes, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to try to jump now or whichever way. And let's see if I, if I nail it. And it's noticeably much more difficult to just, just align everything very precise or that than just like doing like 10 mm -hmm. back to back or, you know, 15 or however many, you know. It's yep. just, I find that it's, it's just very fascinating. But it's also, uh, I don't know. I, does it become, uh, I mean, because I, I want it to be as automatic as possible. So mm -hmm. I, I don't want to have to think about it so much. I don't want to have to think, of, okay, push, elevate shoulders, da 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 da, da you know, just, I mean, and you like everything like, okay, handstand, go. And it's just, everything is just in place. Like your whole, the whole body knows how to position itself. Like position, you know, it's like when you're watching any sport, you know, basically, or, you know, you watch, figure skating yeah. or someone before they start the figure skating uh, you know music they already are in, in a position and to start and they skate you know away doo -doo 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 -doo, and all that and so kind of kind of like that like you, you get your body gets like okay in that mode i don't even have to think about it it just becomes so automatic that is for every pose or for every asana i mean i mean every asana is a bit complex right because so if you have a crow if you have and bird of paradise, 
if you have, I mean, so there is a component of strength, there's a component of flexibility, there's a component of balance. Now also there's something the shoulders have to be doing, the leg has to be doing, the other leg, the foot, the hips, the this, the that. When it's something complex, you experience is telling us on how we learn this is that you need an exercise to let the nervous system identify the right way of doing something with one piece of the body. Right. So do jump 10 times to work on the shoulders. Do a bird of paradise to keep your balance. Do the crow to learn how you tuck your belly in. You know, because you cannot do that. Maybe to do the crow properly, you need to do five things. And in the beginning, you won't be able to have in your mind your attention into the five things. So you do exercise number one with the belly. Exercise number two, pressing on the ground. Exercise number three, working on relaxing and tensing the fingers as needed. Right? So you, you, you identify the three, four, five, whatever the steps are. Because, I mean, the more complex, you may be like a... Uh, just sit down and f bend forward. You don't have to like think too much, right? But I mean, still, you would have to like project from the, you know, like a, how you project the spine, how you could like yeah, use yeah. the ankles. Yeah. There are pieces, right? You may not be able to actually have all the pieces at the same time if they are new. If you have to pay attention to something new, you need that attention until the nervous system takes over for you, right? So you have to do it enough times to pay attention to the one piece of the exercise that you can actually hand off to the nervous system. Right. The nervous system now does it for you and you can pay attention to, it's like dancing, right? You learn the moves and the body learns how to move. And then when you are in it, what your attention is, is the music and the combination of the movement with the music, with the tempo, with the da da da. But you don't have to think about the moves. You don't have to think about the feet, the hands, the arm, the this, the that. That nervous system has taken that over. So you can actually dance to the music, which is like, create something more complex. So you're like dancing the same yeah. idea, right? And one thing, one thing I, I want to add is that m many times uh, people like, especially when they're trying to work on inversions or, you know, or trying in the big poses of a class, um, I, I, I usually give like several options and you see like people that are new to my classes, they always, or many, not, not, not always, but many times they uh, try to pick like the hardest thing. Right, you just exactly, exactly. They don't pick the. Oh my God, it's the Carmen's class. I'm gonna pick the simplest one. The opposite. I'm gonna pick the hardest thing that Carmen is saying. Let's see what happens. Or you know, or you're just doing like some handstand exercise, and uh, yeah. and then you pick like whatever is is the hardest. Yeah. And I think it's there. Many, 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 many cases that it, that is a mistake, because you you want to you don't want to be maxed out, either flexibility wise or strength wise or in no, your brain right, yeah. in, your, in your mind like oh my or balance or wise too, new, you or know? too many new things do you mean and exactly so it's just your brain is like oh my god so so much stuff and just this is so challenging and balancing because the, the when it starts to feel very overwhelming it's when you go already into that uh you know sympathetic, sympathetic mode, mode survival mode and so toning it down a little bit and just choosing something that is more intermediate more playful and, right and i even if it's simpler in quotes and perhaps you can do it you know perhaps you're like yeah i can i can already do that but okay, how well can you do it like make it look so easy when you do it so if you can already do this exercise or this drill or this jump or this back bend or whatever then 
do it so easily. Like make it look, look that whoever's watching you or when you're recording yourself, it looks like it's just no effort, right? And it's just, it's so simple and just so easy to do. And that takes also a lot of practice. I mean, it, it takes a lot. I don't know why people put more uh, emphasis or more merit in doing something incredibly hard Boring. once. <laughs> well, perhaps, yeah. but something simpler, simpler clean way, just so clean and beautiful. I don't understand that because I am very blown away when I see someone, I don't know, just doing jumping from downward dog to the top of the, of the mat, or you just a simple jump in a handstand or something. And you're like, wow, this is, it's just so beautiful to watch or someone doing bird of paradise that you were talking about or a nice crow. It's equally beautiful we don't have to do like the craziest back bend and oh my god and i'm like i i don't know i mean i don't find that so fascinating and so because you will always find somebody that is more extreme and can do something more extreme than you can and or than this this person so it's always going to be someone that will do it better do will do something even more but you know, when I watch this person, it just makes me feel so at ease and relaxed and I just love it, you know. I don't know if it's yeah. because I'm always like such a, you know, energetic and wired person and when I watch someone that it makes me relax, I'm like, I love well, it, I love it, I, I, I want that, you know. Actually, I think that I really appreciate when somebody makes something seem effortless. Yeah. I mean, it can be a simple thing. It can be just a... Because you, you can have a forward bend, just sitting on the floor, legs stretched out, forward bend. And you f see someone that can maybe go further or not so far, but it's strained or it's like uh, the body language is strange, right? Or it's not natural. Or, and then some people that just... Everything falls in place. Like the body is like following a natural way of doing the move. It is so much prettier to watch them. Yeah, which is, I mean, I don't want to say like, you know, don't push yourself and don't try to do other things, difficult things, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying, or we're not saying that at you all. You can actually go very you know? far. I mean, if you keep, again, in yoga, you keep breathing, yeah. right? So you can go into a deep back bend where you are focusing on the hip flexors, the upper back, the shoulders, the neck, opening everything in the right place, and you breathe, and you breathe, and you breathe, and you breathe, and you open, and you breathe, and you wait, and you breathe, and you open, you know what I mean? And you stay for long enough that you say, that cannot be easy. But when you come out, it's not like, whoa, I just survived. Because I've seen that as well. Yeah. I mean, I've seen enough people go in, I don't know how far they went, but when they came out, they were having some kind of, I don't know, brain seizure. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, the, it's not pretty when they're in the pose and not pretty when they come out. I mean, I, I was worried a couple of times. Right, right? exactly. So, so, so you want, exactly. The seamlessness, the breathing through it. It should be very natural for a yogi to actually try to find that. Just always like a little bit, of, leave a little bit of a buffer, you know, always. Like I always think like... If you're going at your 100%, there's something wrong. Like you should not, don't, don't go that far in a backbend, for instance. And for, like, for example, when, when it comes to handstands, it's very clear. And now I'm working on a one arm, right? Uh, when you're maxed out, in two arms as well, on two arms as well. When you're maxed out, whether you're holding for a long time a handstand or you're moving the legs and doing a lot of different figures with your legs. But 
many times when you do enhanced time, you start like, I'm doing well, I'm doing well, I'm, do, I'm doing well. And as time goes by in the handstand, then things start to get more tense, like your hands, mm. your forms, your body, your breath, everything is like, you surviving start to get su- more into surviving mode. You start very, walking in the park is a piece of cake. I've done this so many times. And you take yourself on that journey almost every single time, you know, into that journey of, oh my God, I'm struggling so much. And some people don't even go through that phase of, I'm okay. They just go jump into like, I'm struggling. But, you know, many times what happens is like, okay, I'm okay. And then at some point through your handstand, whatever it is that you're doing, you start to struggle. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, and this this is the moment that, all right, when should I come, come down? down? When should I, you know, should I continue to stay? Should I push and get stronger? Should I push my boundaries or that? Well, with this, you're getting 50, 60, 70% tired, 80%, 90% come down. At, at, that, at that threshold, you don't have to reach 100% because when you reach 100, you're most definitely going to fall, <laughs> you know? And it's just the learning in that this last, this last, percentage is just so small because you're just so tired so you surviving. know surviving surviving so much you cannot learn in survival mode yeah you cannot learn yeah i mean i remember i went to this class and then they were we were doing holding like a one arm handstand right at the wall for as long as we could possibly go until you're like shaking sh- not, sh- not shaking like you felt like your arm was gonna break and bend and you're like you okay. were like oh my god i'm gonna fall i'm gonna you started to have doubts. I've, I'm gonna crash right now, and I, and when I and when I came down every single time, my arm was just pumping like crazy, like, foo, 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 foo. I understand the conditioning behind it to get so stronger. much stronger. My arms were definitely bigger and stronger, no doubt. But I mean, mentally, it did not. It just did not, and as far it didn't, as far as the nervous system, there was no programming there. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just that didn't work for me. I prefer like just taking it a little bit easier and just I'm gonna build it up little by little that resistance, no, and mm-hmm. and it's gonna take longer, but it it will you know rewire and rewire little by little because we didn't talk about it and we're gonna finish right now already because it's a long little long podcast, but the whole process of sleeping and allowing the, Ooh, the sleep the sleeping time to rewire and reprogram true. the nervous system because that is when most of the reprogramming is happening in in your body so the best thing you can do after like a, a handstand practice or a backbend practice that night siesta. you know <laughs> no, 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 siesta, sorry, no, sorry, no sorry. siesta no, sorry. but let's say that, that night that night make sure that you have at least seven hours of sleep at least so so that everything that you worked on that day, let's say that you did a, like, big, lots of handstands or you're doing an intensive or you're doing, you know, this retreat of backbends or make sure you have a good, 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 good night's, sleep. night's sleep. Because that is when most of the rewind and the automatization is happening in, in, within you, you know, and it's, and then the next day you'll be like, wow, like maybe not the next day, but in, in, I guarantee you in less than a week, in just a few days, 
You would notice. You would notice. Like things that you're like, your hands stand, wow, this was, I had trouble the other day with this. And now, like two days later, I don't have trouble with this anymore. I have troubles with other things, but not with this. Because you slept. Because, because you slept. You slept. Okay. And you take that to heart because I, yes, I know I do. that. I'm you, very good. You're, you're very good at I love I reprogramming my nervous system. I love it. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it now. <laughs> good, night. good night. I'm going to go reprogram my nervous system. Exactly. Don't bother me. Exactly, exactly. Because okay. it's uh, that's very good, very good, okay. very good. So let's go reprogram your nervous system I'm now. Go do that now. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. This was Carmen. And Moises. You listen to Yoga Burn. Burn. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.